Welcome back to episode 112 of the Block Runner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we discuss how society changes cryptocurrencies. Next, is the talk about energy consumption really a big deal? Then we explain how Metazone and Ethermon are changing blockchain gaming. Finally, how gaming is about to change forever. All right, let's listen in. What's happening, dude? Damn, it's been a while. So it's been uh, almost two months. Two months since we've done this? Yeah. So So for multiple reasons. (laughs) Yeah. So I ended up getting a vaccine and then like a week later after getting the vaccine, actually two weeks. I ended up getting COVID. Yeah, it's pretty wild, dude. Uh, so what do you think happened there? <laughs> Isn't it like, well, was the vaccine just a total whiff or is that like by design? Like you didn't have enough time to like your DNA to sequence it properly? Yeah. You uh, think that's what happened? There's a chance that that's probably it. But I think, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think the the bigger point of a vaccine is so that you don't die. So you can I still don't think so, dude. Yeah, it is. That's not what they're preaching right now. No, that's that is what they're preaching. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the purpose sure. of it is to like void no. the the spread of it. So therefore, it's like, it, it, dude, okay. From what it's been explained to me, like the 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 vaccines, I think there's like a couple of different models, right? So, but but it's supposed to produce like gateway blockers, right, for the viruses. So like they they shouldn't even be able to like see. I think inject. this is I think this is the problem. <laughs> I think this is like the a big problem of, of like the misunderstanding. Yeah. Vaccines are designed to, yeah, reduce the spread by reducing the probability of of like getting sick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that is true. But the larger point for this particular COVID vaccine is so that you don't go to the hospital. Yeah, just reduce the symptoms essentially, so you don't yeah. get like pneumonia, like fluid build yeah. up in your lungs and stuff. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, you got sick, but you didn't. I mean, you looked, you sounded bad, but you didn't sound that bad. Yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, I, I mean, if I were to give it a, a grade, I would say like it was a B minus. Okay. So I, I felt sick, but I wasn't dying. And I was able to like still do some work and, you know, wash the dishes. And like, I wasn't like in bed, like some people who didn't get the vaccine got sick and they were just like completely wiped. Yeah. Like, For like a month at a time. Yeah. Like they couldn't get up. They couldn't like think straight and, you know, all, all that stuff. So I was largely all you know, well put together, you know, still doing work and stuff. So, yeah, but I, but we couldn't meet up because, you know, I didn't want to spread the, the illness to you or anything like that. So yeah, super spreader event. This podcast would be, yeah. Know, if I would just come over here. I mean, I don't know. Like that would have been really stupid, but it's, yeah. It, 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 and according to the region we live in right now, it's like COVID <laughs> doesn't even really exist anymore. You know? Yeah. Nobody cares. You know, there's, on, there's, the, on the drive over here, like on the radio, Everyone's advertising now again to like come out and do shit. Yeah. And it's like the big punchline at the end of these ads is like no masks. Yeah. Mask is social, social distance free. You yeah. know, it's like, that's the big marketing term these days is right, like, don't, right. don't worry about that shit no more. You know? Yeah. It's like, but there's a lot of regions like that too. In Miami, there's a Bitcoin conference going on right now. It's another red state. Nothing. Yeah. Another <laughs> red state. Yeah. It's definitely a political thing at the moment. Cause like if you're uh, on the left end of the spectrum, you're still, you still think COVID has a lot of, uh, I mean, it, it's a, a live virus, right? So there's potential for it to mutate and like, you know, yeah, turn into something a little more 
deadly potentially, but man, I mean, we, we live in know. such a tough time where it's difficult to distinguish like actual information. <laughs> yeah, like, like what? Yeah, what? Yeah, because because yeah. there there's uh there's a lot of discussions right now about an upgraded COVID virus. There is right. There so are. yeah, or an an evolved version one of one. But uh, you know, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah, you can't shut down the world forever, right? Unless it's like some like really crazy shit, you but know? you know, you know what is crazy about this virus is that I actually lost the sense of taste and smell. Oh, is it back? Well, it's back. Yeah. Oh, it is. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's back. Yeah, I, I think I only lost for like ten days, which is a long time. I mean, ten days of like not really smelling or tasting anything. Yeah, it is definitely weird because when you you know that you can't taste anything when the the smell of air and and, and the it's like all the same. It's like very. <sighs> neutral like in air air has a taste it has a smell i can't notice it though yeah it's, that's all i've ever yeah, tasted you know for sure so but once you lose it you know that air tastes you know it smells like taste. something yeah yeah i'll never hopefully i never know that yeah <laughs> i mean it is weird but think about it so i bring this up because you know what if people lost their vision for 10 days yeah or your your ability to just walk like you're you're your neurons yeah. just no longer you just get paralyzed. Yeah, you're just like this, and uh, viruses See, the, like that do exist. They do, know? right? <laughs> and but but imagine that would have been a full lockdown, and there would be yeah, it's like over. Every, every red and blue across <laughs> the across the. It's over, dude. At yeah. that point, like it's literally like escape to the woods. Everyone for themselves, you know, like it, bunker down. You, you know, think so? Just, I mean, I, I don't think that would happen. Why? Because. Those who do spread it, they end up going blind for ten days, right, or uh-huh. fourteen days, or whatever it is. So what does that they mean? get paralyzed. Well, that means that you just kind of like let them. Yeah, let them just you know eventually. Yeah, but, but if it had the same like transmission uh, traits of COVID, meaning like you know it can incubate for two weeks. Yeah, and you don't experience the symptoms until like that two week period, but yeah. you're still spreading it. You know, like yeah, I guess my my point is is that had be, had the symptoms been like to that degree, people would have locked down without any problems. They're oh like, yeah, 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 the people wouldn't be so bold, and like yeah. there wouldn't be this political like, yeah. dogma out there. Exactly, of, like, you know, ooh, this is all like a big, you know, Chinese yeah know, conspiracy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I mean, the now people uh, people yeah. would beg for that vaccine at that point. Oh yeah, no, it'd be like that, like in the movies. You know, everyone would die for one. Like a, sh- a large portion of people would die. Yeah. And, but there'd be like you know Will Smith like you know, <laughs> well with a lab under his freaking apartment complex like you know fi- <laughs> figuring out the vaccine you know well uh, see but that's the thing <laughs> I, I think a lot less people would have died in those in this scenario where people go blind oh just because people will take be more it more seriously yeah maybe so I mean yeah. maybe maybe it takes a zombie apocalypse for people to like take these uh, pandemics seriously but I mean again they they only happen once every hundred years so. Yeah, so I guess we're Gucci now, right? We could just forget yeah, about it. Potentially, I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm probability cool. states you're right. Like you don't have to. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like hundred years ago, we weren't cooking up viruses in the labs like on the daily. You know, it's like part of. I think that's gonna become like part of the. So you're saying see, this? This was cooked up or what? Well, that's what the narrative is saying. Like the, a lot of evidence is suggesting like this. It was like an accidental, potentially lab release. You know, from the Wuhan China lab. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is again. Yeah, this is this goes back to that that sentiment you have. Damn, I wish it was easier to know what the truth yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? For sure. But this is the information I've been receiving over the last couple of weeks. By what? Like just TV, media, or? Okay. like culture, Twitter, yeah, Twitter, like things okay. like this. Like, sure, 
Sure. You know, like there's a there's a and then actually uh, this this the big guy what was his name Fauci he's Fauci, like his yeah. like a bunch of emails got released where people were suggesting these things that like the Wuhan lab needs to be investigated and he was kind of like pushing against it. See, I don't know. This could be like fake news as hell. Well, right? yeah, like, out of context. I mean, you could say, yeah, uh, masks don't work. Yeah. If you're like around 100 people who have COVID, yeah, masks are not going to work. Yeah. Right. So, but, but the point being though, like regardless, that that fact remains. It, there are labs all over the world where part of like discovering new like advancements in um, like in medicine is like you have to cook up these these viruses and stuff is like part of the like innovation mm. process right sure, like sure. a lot of cancer treatments derive from like this kind of testing you know like yeah and in fact like the the vaccine came from all this kind of testing you know so yeah the potential always remains what i'm saying is 100 years ago this wasn't as big of a practice so <laughs> i mean if this truly was like a lab accident like just somebody somehow sure. like screwed up the protocol yeah they got sick they, got they sick. Went, went to the grocery store yeah yeah I, I i feel like that's like a very logical explanation of what happened it's just an accident dude like it's possible yeah. i mean it's plausible yeah it just doesn't yeah. i don't know man it, it just seems so uh conspiracy ish is it any more like I mean, hard to believe than like some wet market or something like you know everybody's associating somebody ate a bat or something like that uh but those see those sicknesses have some precedence that's true those those that that's why it's probably more likely that somebody just ate something yeah. and they just spread it that's true so that that so i guess uh, the point the, being the, like uh, the hard part is, is that there are real conspiracies. They've been proven, yeah. right? We have evidence of real conspiracies. And um, to a large part, you know, conspiracy theories have some value, right? Some some good essence well, yeah, to them. Yeah, because, yeah, sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're right. Yeah. It's I, just when everything feels like a conspiracy, then it's like, <laughs> God damn it, man. Yeah, dude, we could go down the rabbit hole, like, because now I'm thinking about aliens, because there's, like, this big oh, yeah. UFO report, That's like, right. looming. That's right. I haven't had the time or the opportunity to, like, dig deep into this, but I feel like it's such a big thing, like, we should yeah. be digging deep into this, <laughs> you know? Apparently, like, yeah. there's, like, a new national security threat, and they're they're freaking from not from this world. Yeah. Like, that's... That's like leaked information from like, you know. Uh, yeah, there was a video of it. And yeah. if you watch the video, uh, maybe you guys have seen it because it's all over Twitter. But if you watch the video, it's just like this uh, black and green screen video. <laughs> it's Yeah, that's that's that, that feeds the narrative of like this is bullshit, right? Because I mean, in this day easily, and age, like, yeah. this is the only like footage we have is like these, these grainy when, like military like fucking. Every six feet, there's a camera, right? Somebody's walking yeah. around with a camera, but this grainy like military video with like advanced tech, they can't get like a high resolution video shot of this. Like, yeah. okay, whatever, dude. So, yeah, but but apparently like, that's not the case. But the government's saying something different. So, like, what is the motive? Yeah, what is the government for the coming government? out for saying? Sure. Like, hold on, guys. Like, we witnessed consistently for sure. like the last let's call it century or something we have reports we've been hiding it from you guys for whatever reason maybe you guys weren't ready for this shit but now we think you're ready for whatever reason yeah <laughs> <laughs> there have been tons of events of like you know these unexplainable you know objects that that defy physics right you sure know? And, sure and it's not coming from us and you know assuming the united states has like the most advanced technology i think that's pretty safe to uh, assume yeah, I would agree. especially military grade yeah, I would agree. You know, we, we had the biggest budget, so therefore we should have the best technology. But yeah. the point being, the government's saying these things. So either they're lying to us for whatever reason yeah. they have. Or it's an alien. 
Or there's for sure there's some shit out there that's like that exists and it's it's here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Just, um, I mean, I, I see, there's a chance. There's a chance that they're right. There's a chance that there's an alien out there, right, and just doing stupid shit, like just flying around <laughs> and doing nothing. I don't know if it's doing nothing, but it's it's doing something. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, it's it's here yeah. for a reason, right? But yeah. if, if it's here. But my point is, I think it's better to stay skeptical and look for more evidence. I mean, that's it. If we see more well, evidence, how are we supposed to find that evidence? Oh, well, not we, not you and I, but like in the sense that once more yeah. evidence gets released, the scientific community gets a hold of it. They're like, "Yeah, we can't explain this either." <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, okay, then then there's something there. But other than that, like Twitter and yeah, and then what do you do about it, right? Then like, what what do you do? Yeah, it's like I mean, you can start here. Wor- you start worshiping it. I mean, <laughs> you know, to be safe. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, yeah, that's the right it's, move. Yeah, it was like, oh shit, like it's like we respect you guys. It's like, yep. Whenever they actually do make the the final move, they're gonna like, you know, it's like you're you guys are good. Yeah, you guys, you know, we we fuck with you, <laughs> you yeah. know, because you believed, yeah. you know, in their alien speak. Yeah, but I don't know, man. So I mean, I, I guess having said that, this it, is a crypto podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, as a crypto podcast, we we talk about psychology a lot, like in the sense of how how people oh, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? behaviors, the behaviors, like right? Yeah. Because I mean, these charts that we're looking at right now, it's it's all it's a measurement of behavior. It's true, right? Man. You can you can spot when Elon says something exactly, and each, when he when little... he takes a dump, you can see it. <laughs> it's right? tr- yeah, it tells a story. Like if you've been following along, yeah, you know, you, yeah, you, you, it's. It, it does. Uh, it says a lot, like these little green and red candles. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like you know, t- to the un uninformed, yeah, it just looks like squigglies. But yeah, it's like a, no, there's a lot that went into doing this. So. Yeah. I mean, a lot of human forces. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like you said, psychology. So I mean, right now, psychology is like in straight like scared, scared, mode. fear. People are scared right now. Yeah, they are. I think they have a good reason to because like me just looking at it, it looks kind of scary. <laughs> Yeah, so you know? um, I think it was Elon, or at least a lot of it is attributed to Elon, because what he says goes for the most part for the world. So if he says Bitcoin is consuming too much energy mm-hmm. and has like this negative connotation to it, then uh, the markets respond to it accordingly. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, I've looked at it. I've looked at the energy consumption, and it consumes about the about the amount of a. a United Kingdom, the country. Oh, really? Right for in terms of power, powering your the the next financial system is the cons- whole the whole network. Yeah, the it's whole collective. Network. Yeah, yeah. And I, then mean, like, I guess it's not that bad, big of a deal, right? If it's like at least it's spread out, you know. Well, yeah. and then it's like uh, in order to move an, an NFT, it, it's it's enough energy to power a whole city or country or whatever, just to move one NFT from one wallet to another. It takes the power of a country to move it. What? Yeah. What dude, that sounds what? Because think about it. Right now Ethereum is um proof of work, right? Yeah. Just like Bitcoin, right? So mm-hmm. what that means is essentially a bunch of computers need to compete with each other just to move a single transaction, right? Mm-hmm. Or a set a block of transactions, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for me to send you an NFT, I have to exist in that block and that block has to be mined, and that's mined by thousands of computers consuming energy. It's true. So Although that they're right, it's there. You're still moving a, a lot of NFTs, a lot of transactions, a lot of yeah, ERC twenties in, in a right? block. Yeah. So. So I really, mean, it's like a block of transaction is. is it, it might be a city block of energy versus a country of energy to move one NFT. 
Okay. You know, so like, cause you got to divide it down. How many transactions, how much kilowatts you're consuming. And then, then you get your true, um, energy to, to transaction, uh, ratio. Yeah. I mean, so, just like way out, way out the trade-off. I, guess. I mean, as long as, but, but think I, about this. It's, yeah. If, if the issue is environmental ramifications of that, right. That's what people are upset yeah, about. Right. You know, cause you know, it, it, it it's indirect. I thought I muted that. The, you I definitely <laughs> muted everything. We have to edit this <laughs> or not. <laughs> okay. Um, damn. What, what were we saying? Energy uh, consumption. <coughs> um, yeah. Why can't we just make it all renewable? <laughs> is well, what yeah, I'm trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, then what? And then what? Do you, what? What is there to complain about? Right. Yeah. I mean, even even though it's not, let's let's weigh the 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 trade offs, right? Like, uh, what's happening when we're migrating? one asset from a user account to another it's it's you're updating a ledger essentially yeah but, but what are you eliminating by by using this technology as opposed to you know like let's let's imagine these nfts were houses yeah oh you know, i see or cars sure like, what is the like the middleman like uh bu- bureaucracy or you know the, that you're eliminating yeah yeah like how much does that cost sure you know what i mean For sure yeah so. yeah no one has a measure of that <laughs> right, right now we can measure how many kilowatts it takes to run a light bulb and yeah, run th- a mining yeah. rig. Think about all the cars people had to drive to go into work to, like you know, the the real estate firm, yeah, or the banks, I guess, you know, yeah. to, to go facilitate or, these transactions on behalf of right. you know and and users, right? That's right. We're cutting all that out and like exchanging that for like just direct power, yeah, <laughs> and like you know the internet, yeah. And we're and you th- if you think about all the people who have to get in the car to go to work, you're yeah. avoiding. You know, car crashes. That's true. Deaths. Yeah. Right. Ver- you're you're trading deaths for consuming a little bit more energy. Yeah. Right. So, and then once it moves to renewable resources, and then there's See, nothing like, to complain. Yeah, about. Yeah. Good luck making that. Like you know, or good luck re- with that. See, rebuttal. but you know, why, why didn't Elon Musk think of that? What I know, <laughs> dude. That that's why everyone's so annoyed with Elon. It's like this is easy to like break down. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Weigh out those you know trade offs. Like, yeah. You know, is this a better solution as opposed to you know maintaining the what you know the status quo of like i guess sure. yeah like all this human collaborative effort just to do anything right yes yeah. yes <laughs> basically automations the value of automations versus non-automations right like yeah i mean that's, that's the ultimate question is how yeah. is elon not thinking about that I, like, it I, doesn't dude, make any no sense. way he's got to be playing 5d chess uh, once again probably <laughs> yeah he's like he probably talking to his other billionaire buddies that hey can you just say something about bitcoin so i can get in at, at your price 30k it's like, yeah, sure. You think so? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, why not? Who, who, what SEC is going to crack down on Elon talking about Bitcoin? Nobody, nobody, no one person owns Bitcoin, right? So, <laughs> yeah, they can't do anything to him. But they, yeah, he's getting slapped for something else, right? Like some, some kind of yeah. like tweets about like Tesla, Tesla. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a regulated market. So, yeah, they have some, yeah, some force there. Yeah, maybe that's like the SEC's angle, like to just get him to shut up in general. Maybe they're, Maybe the SEC is more like, yo, Elon, like you're, you're, I guess, yeah, he's fucking with all the markets. He's not just crypto. Like he's all over the place. You know, and I, I think that's part of his strategy. I, I'm sure his business people, his like his cartel, his entourage are like, hey, just talk about everything. Doshiba, it doesn't matter as long as you take your heat off of Tesla by your crazy tweets. Then, then it's like less of an impact when you talk about Tesla. What heat is on Tesla? Like. Well, oh, you mean like the, the SEC heat? Yeah. For like, oh, I see. Yeah, because Elon yeah, yeah, yeah. can. Elon is saying a bunch like of crazy things. Just like throw it things. in, yeah. like in the mix. Yeah. 
You're like, oh, hopefully they didn't see that one, you know, like, because yeah. I just, before that was a doge. Yeah. The next day was like a, a Bitcoin. Bitcoin meme, like, you yeah. know, take me, whatever yeah. that meme is, you know, it's like, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you, everyone's seen that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some 5D chess at play, dude, because, I mean, he, as it, smart as he is, like, there's no way he, he came out with that, like, like actual uh, conclusion, like just that that normie response of like, "Ooh, that's a lot of energy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this is bad. Yeah, it's like, "Ooh, turns out, you know, this this isn't as cool as I thought." You yeah. know, like, come on. Well, I mean, th- th- that's also possible. Like, he's a busy guy. He might have just got sucked into the FOMO. That's true. And like, yeah, didn't he, actually exactly. He, he might not have actually looked into like what exactly. Bitcoin is. Now, like again, he's a busy guy, so like you know, he probably had like. One of his billionaire so buddies. Or, yeah, or an so intern. intern. He's like, hey, uh, Elon, it's, it's like, like, what about this whole, like, green energy movement you're, like, you know, pioneering? You're like, it's like, you know Bitcoin's consuming more <laughs> energy than a country, right? Yeah. And he's like, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? You know? And then he, he hears about it. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, too. I think Elon is a human, right? And he just yeah. reacted, you know, like a human would. Like, it looks like Bitcoin is consuming a lot of energy, but, you know, he didn't really, like, check into it. Yeah, which you know. But the point is, like, it's it, it sucks that like it's, this it's market, this market is always like has some some force always has uh, the market by the balls. Yeah, you know what I mean, like your cell phone, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the last cycle was what, like China, I guess. Yeah. China was, well, China, China's every single year, dude. China's every single year, and it's it's back this year too. What do you mean? Right, it, it, they're trying to ban it or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, I guess I guess the timing of that came in at the same time with Elon, right? So yeah, but I, I don't know what's a more powerful force at this point. Like, no, nah, it's Elon for sure. Yeah, it is it's, definitely it's Elon. Elon. Yeah, he, yeah. He, e- Elon, he moves mountains with a with a whisper, dude. With a what? With a whisper. Oh, with a whisper? Yeah. I guess, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the point being, like, it it just it's. It sucks this way, you know, like, I don't know, like, but you know what, in the long term, it doesn't matter what he says. I don't know, dude. You wait four years, there's going to be another happening, it's going to be more scarce, it's going to be more valuable than $37,000. Yeah. Like, you just, just wait it out, like, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so, man, it's just, uh, these, these influence, it's just the market is still... I don't know. I was expecting less volatility and like more maturity. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> than like the previous cycle, you know that that, that was kind of like the assumption. That's a good point. As like more and more, like smarter heads get in. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It, that smarter heads, like it, it's a it's like a pyramid structure, right? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> the more and more entrants there are, the less uh, the, the less the smarter heads have control. You yeah, know what I mean? Good point. Good point. So yeah, yeah it, it kind of makes sense. Like if you go to like any like um coin listing application and like see what's trending you're gonna see mostly memes you know what i mean yeah that's you're true. not gonna see like what we, what we what we normally used to talk about maybe like a year or so ago maybe like eight eight or months eight months ago or something right mm-hmm. you know post DeFi nft emergence that that was a good time in the market in the sense like the things yeah. that were leading the narrative and the conversation were like actual innovative you know projects mm-hmm. that a lot of people never saw before, but yeah, the market has been mostly dominated and it's been taken over by meme forces, mm. you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. I think it's just, yeah, it's like a symptom of, uh, Pro- progress, I guess, a symptom so. of onboarding people. 
I think. Yeah, like real people. Real people. Yeah, regular yeah, real people. people. Yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about this earlier. It's like I think the the meme coin movement is largely attributed to the fact that you don't have to do any research on these memes. Yeah. All you got to do is jump on the bag bandwagon and that's it. Like yeah, there's, there's like no it, research, there's no like technology here. It's just it's literally just uh yeah, follow the crowd and yeah. like you know, if you like the look of it and the in the feel of it, jump in, you know. Yeah, your friends are talking about it. Yeah, like people are dancing on TikTok because of it. <laughs> Things like this, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it's it's uh it's definitely indicative of like where crypto can head, right? Like and uh based off what we know, we know there's a looming sector, right? The social token sector oh, that yeah. is right around the corner. Yeah. You know, there's some early experimentation going on in that sense, but it aligns with what we're already like seeing right now as yeah. far as like meme tokens are yeah. dominant and like easily um spreadable ado- easy yeah easily adoptable to like yeah. a mainstream audience social tokens are gonna take that to a whole nother oh, level yeah, for sure because yeah because yeah. same attributes you don't have to do any research you know that the rock is cool and if the rock comes out with a token people are just gonna buy that up hell yeah bieber whoever you know whatever celebrity you follow they launch a social token and it's just gonna get eaten up by everybody yeah freaking mr beast mr beast yeah i mean dude. he already is like hello like the, he's the giveaway god right like imagine giving him a token you know <laughs> what that will entitle you to is like i'm a freaking what's it called i'm a mr beast whale yeah you know he just has like a system of like giveaways right just because he yeah. you know things like this like they're gonna come out with like nice neat structures of like tokenomics yeah. and then they're gonna cook in nfts into that too yep you know the more mr beast t- coins you have like the more exclusive nfts you're gonna get that's coming that's coming 100 coming. we're calling it right now it's probably like less than a year away yeah it's it's definitely coming (laughs) that's been like one of our like on the backlog for our like our original yeah because um we've been extra busy over the last couple months so we're we haven't had the chance to really like do research into a sector like this but yeah we've made videos in the past where you know social tokens are interesting right yeah and if if we're making these assumptions today, it's important to kind of like identify yeah which social tokens exist today yeah which social tokens exist and like who is building the platforms for more to exist right yes it's a big deal dude <laughs> it's a big deal to find that out what we're talking about is so valuable dude think so it, it's ex- extremely <laughs> valuable you guys let us know <laughs> you know I'll even take their word for it you know yeah. we could just be bullshitting but you know what. We've been talking about these types of things for the last two years, and we've been largely correct. The NFT thing, for sure. Yeah. And uh, DeFi. We we did talk about DeFi, but we kind of missed out on it because, once again, we were too busy to, like, keep up. Yeah. Know? But but we did. We were talking about it before, like. IDOs. I, I, ICOs 2.0. Yeah. It happened again. Okay. So then you're right, dude. So buy social tokens is what you're saying. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, don't buy anything. Yeah, don't buy anything. Just just listen to us and just like watch other people like mess it up, I guess. Potentially. But uh, pay attention to social tokens. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah, for sure. You know, because it's a big deal. And it, we were skeptical at first too when we first found out about them because it felt very like. It felt. Um, yeah, like what's, like, what's, what's, what's the, the point? Just like a meme token, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, exactly. who cares if this has a dog on the freaking logo? <laughs> like, <laughs> But apparently the whole world does, right? Yeah. Like that that totally blew my mind, like how viral that shit can get. But it shouldn't have blew my mind. Like that's the way culture is these days. You yeah, know? and, and the, the whole meme factor of uh, GameStop, so, I mean, that contributed to 
at yeah, least a little slap in the hand of of those who are um, what's it called um shorting shorting the stock mm-hmm. so i mean that had a goal that had an end game to it but a meme token is just it, there's there's no end game. It's just it's a meme. Just, yeah, it's a meme, and it's just like a collective uh, circle jerk in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, but that's that's what communities are, right? It's it's fostering communities. You know, that, that's what tokens are so good at doing. Yeah, because like it, it it brings people together for like a unified cause, which is like whatever that token represents. Yeah, and now we all have like a collective stake in like the success of this cause, like because you know we have skin in the game. Right, that's the most important thing. Like we. When you're trying to achieve anything, like the more skin in the game you have, the more, the more like effort you're gonna put into that thing, right? Like so, a meme token means I just spent a thousand of my hard-earned dollars on Doge. Yeah, I'm gonna do my part and I'm gonna like tweet about it. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna tell my friends because I've seen these like on Facebook. Like people, you know, people have no business being in like you know. In crypto. In the crypto space. But see, I say that totally douchey. You know, (laughs) (laughs) everybody should be in crypto, but. you know, it's just meeting like they don't understand what they're buying, right? Yeah. But yeah. they're doing the part that's most important, which that's is right. like they're spreading out it. there spreading the word. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's why those meme tokens are so successful. They're doing yeah. 300x at minimum. Yeah. Some of them are going completely bonkers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like completely bonkers. I don't know. It's like uh, like this podcast and, and our short videos on YouTube, it, we're more talking about like the value of the technology. And like speculating whether, you know, things like Chainlink and things like, uh, you know, Polygon and Matic have some, some leg, right? Some, some value. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, we look at meme tokens, it's like they have no value. So it's like. Yeah. But see, we're, we're, we got Yeah. It's just, it's, it's understanding the psychology of everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So because like, like memes are so easy to spread. Uh, they're extremely valuable in, in the, in the pricing sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's. It's not easy, at least for me, because I, I really, I can appreciate the tech and I can appreciate how much work it takes to run a project and, you know, do, you know, the difficult things like uh, decentralizing your, your product. And like, I appreciate those things. And then when I see like these meme tokens, like it feels very low effort. Oh, it is low effort. And, and it feels (laughs) so like, like someone trying to take advantage. Oh, it is that. Of the tech. (laughs) And it's just like, and I, you know. That it's gonna appreciate like a thousand x, but I yeah, I but, can't bring myself uh, to put in. It's true, man. I do that. I I fall for that trap every time. It's like I know this is gonna pop. Yeah. Yet I, for whatever reason, I'm gonna invest in like this super boring like tech yeah. token <laughs> that doesn't go anywhere because yeah. like, you know, there, there's no memes associated to it, right? Right. It actually has to execute on whatever like. Yeah, yeah. The harder the stuff. key features that it's gonna bring into the industry, right? Like it's not easy task. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. They actually have to follow through and like build the right things, and then people will want it. Yeah, then like, then you'll see like a chain link or exactly chain link's a perfect example or of that. Yeah, dot you know polka dot. And currently, like what's what's the one like we're all bag holding these days? The graph. The graph. Yeah. God damn it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's the perfect example of like buying something that has like so much like uh, utility and value add yes, to the yes. industry, but like. The rest of the world seems to not give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? At or least at least for now. But yeah. Yeah. Eventually they will because this is, you know, it goes back to like how valuable it is in the sense how 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 much it's needed in the crypto space. So or maybe they will. Maybe the competitor to it 
Yeah. There's a few covalent yeah. and there's a we, few others. We've made that mistake too. We go yeah. all in on a project because we believe in like the problem that it's solving yep. and like it's competitors, the one that just takes off. Yeah. Why? Because I mean, it's better it's marketing, essentially marketing. Yeah. yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's yeah. just like they figure out how to, you know, penetrate everyone's awareness quicker. Speaking you know? of better marketing, that's largely why Polygon or a uh, formerly Matic has dominated like the, basically, Sandeep is uh, Vitalik 2.0. Yeah, Sandeep. Yeah, <laughs> good old Sandeep. Yeah, we made a lot of Polygon videos like on our channel. Yeah, like in our you know what used to be our daily YouTube videos. Yeah, <laughs> whatever we had the time to do that kind of stuff. You know, and that takes a lot of effort. I mean, we gotta we gotta see what's uh, what's essentially trending for the day. Figure out like what project is is not a scam, right? Yeah. And then talk about that project, break it down from like a technical sense, understand like its position in the whole wider crypto ecosystem. Yeah. You know, what problem they're solving. Do we agree that that, this, that is a problem? Mm-hmm. I mean, because us being in, in also in crypto, we see those problems. And like, man, I just think back when, um, when we're building Metazone and then with the, just like nonchalantly conversations about using the graph to do something. Mm-hmm. It's like just came up out of thin air. I was like, well, wait a minute. What, what is the graph? Yeah. And they're like, oh, this th- API thing for developers. And I was like, wait a minute. They have a token. It's like they, yeah. they just lot. We're using it. You know, it brings me a lot of memories of, of Matic. You know, that same, yes. that same sequence of event happened when we, yes. first, when we first entered Decentraland. You know, sh- shout out to Decentraland and Decentral Games. Decentral you know, Games, boss, yeah. Boss. For like being the, the first ones to actually like, you know, Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Go for the layer two aspect, you know, because I mean they're the one, they're building products, so they uh, they understand yes. layer one is is an issue, right? Yes. So yes, they were willing to take that gamble. I guess I don't know if at the time it was definitely kind it, of it gambly. was super. It was a yeah. super gamble for yeah. sure. But I mean, it didn't. There weren't many options at the time, and you know that's true. So it's kind of like but, but the point being, yeah, in Decentraland, Matic was like. Pretty much integrated, not not officially, but like in a partnership sense, you know, yeah. like they're within the roadmap. Everybody knew like most most NFT activity uh, was going to happen on layer two at some point, right? Yeah. So yeah, same thing. The graph. Yes. Currently, like a big integration within the Decentraland ecosystem. Dude, <laughs> such a good point. Such you know? a good analogy. Yeah, but the thing is, the graph is like already kind of like a big thing, but. It is a big but thing. But it has a lot more potential for growth. But yeah. The point being, you know, yeah, right now the market isn't paying attention to that. But yeah, and we got, time. they got competitors too, a graph with Covalent, right? So they, they exist too. And I'm not sure if they have a token. I think they do. Covalent? I don't know either. Um, but we got to get back on that daily video grind so we can find out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was like the big value of it is like just always being on top of, uh, of as much, you know, yeah, that's that. You know, being on top of the crypto market is huge. It's it's extremely important because you get to see and leverage new technologies that are out there for your own project. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't know. It, it is important. We need to get back on that grind just just for our own like, um, I, I guess mental health. I guess health, mental hygiene in terms of like what's happening in the crypto space. Yeah, because man, man, it's always bad timing because. We man, we were deep in in MetaZone last year, and there was a uh, a whole DeFi thing that we missed because we we're so deep into uh, Decentraland, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, history, right now history working, is repeating itself. Yeah, right now we're working with Ethermon, 
pretty heavily and metazone so it's like yeah. the, the workload is basically doubled doubled <laughs> yeah since the that that <laughs> whiff on DeFi phase right so yeah. it's like what are we gonna whiff on next? You yeah, know right, what I mean? right, right, right. Yeah. But you know, the, the point of like prioritizing the things we're working on is because we believe in them. We believe in them strongly, and uh, I mean, we're, we're trying to like you know build something with that kind of potential, it's like a next thing, right? Yeah. Like, because yeah, we we believe in them so strongly. It's like, or else we wouldn't like you know uh, tr- trade off. Yeah. What we just described is like a huge value add, right? That's to, right. To That's all right. of you guys watching and listening, you know. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, we can't be as persistent as we want, right? But you know what? <clears throat> I mean, part of the value is the fact that we have a project and yeah. we're implementing something. So yeah, so we have a unique perspective on a lot. Exactly, of things, right? exactly. We're not just like some crypto YouTubers, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. But yeah, it's a unique perspective in the sense that yeah, we, we have. I don't know. What do we have? What's uh, so cool about us? It's the perspective. But yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we actually, you know what? Yeah, there's nothing cool about us. No, <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, the perspective is like, I guess it's like the equivalent of, I mean, we're just in the action, right? Yeah. Like literally in there. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to being outside looking in, like we're in there. Yeah. Speculating. Um, we're, we're not speculating. We're, we're identifying issues. Yeah. Finding solutions to those issues and, and, evaluating the solutions to those issues that that's largely what we do yeah yeah in decentralized case you know we've identified some core issues and we've been Dude. working on yeah. solving them <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah a big part of like figuring out like what the next task for metazone is is like you know is are there broader issues outside of decentralized right that potentially metazone can fix hmm. yeah so i mean that's a tough task to kind of assign ourselves yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we seem to have a track record of that, like assigning ourselves really difficult tasks. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's are wrong with us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like nobody's like really nobody has a gun to our head. Yeah, like, but we, we like, like solve this issue. Yeah, but for some reason we're just like, dude, we got to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I I guess we see the, an opportunity there. That's what that's what it is. Opportunity, and it's just like, yeah, I think it's like belief. I don't know, like the seed. That whatever seed got planted a year or two ago, that thing is fostered into a goddamn like beanstalk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Jack style. Like it's a beast at this point. So well, it's like I, you know, I mean, part of the reason why we're in Decentraland is because we were big gamers growing up. That too, yeah. And and yeah. being big gamers, we we recognize that that was a huge waste of time in terms of like yeah getting something in return. Yeah, pretty much aligned with like what we already have experienced in life, right? Like yeah, mm-hmm. we like games. Yeah, we have personal experience understanding, like, yeah, it's mostly like a fruitless endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't recognize it at the time, right? Because right, we, we didn't know, like, there's yeah. a potential way to, like, you know, like make own. own, yeah, own the things you earn, right, within yeah. these games. But now, now, now that we caught wind of such possibilities, <laughs> <laughs> it's inescapable at this point, right? Yeah, yeah we, for we sure. Just, we can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, because the, the kids growing up, <clears throat> They're they're gonna understand blockchain games and they're gonna know they're gonna the fundamental aspect of gaming in the future will be that to earn. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why we have a huge like belief in Ethermon and that's why we're have a huge belief in Metazone. That's why we're doing these things because I mean we were we were kids once and we were playing games like all day and like you were saying, it was a fruitless endeavor. And with blockchain, it flips that upside down. Yeah. 
now when you play those games, you have like assets that you can trade. And uh, so one of the things that we struggle with and we discuss a lot is explaining the value of MetaZone. Mm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And so let's talk about this thing. So um, on the screen here, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to describe in words, which is part of the problem. Yeah, but uh, but just on its face value, what you're looking at this is this uh, giant building, right? And on that building it says Corona Zombies for those of you listening on the podcast, and uh, under it says Ethermon. So basically, it's a building that someone made, and they combined two games, right? Corona Zombies game and Ethermon game into this building. And so, so what's the big deal here? Like on its face value, it's like it's a building with two games in it, mm-hmm. but. There's an underlying economic force that allowed this to happen. Yeah. And and that force consists of several parties, right? There's a landowner. There's a meta owner, right, mm-hmm. from, you know, purchasing metas from MetaZone. And then there's the creator, right? There's like a designer, uh, uh, someone with skills. A manufacturer. A manufacturer of, of content. Yeah, content, yeah. The the building blocks to make this possible, essentially. And know? then... And then all those entities are human beings. They uh, had to like for now. Oh yeah, for <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Elon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for for now, the, these are human beings. They, they had to come together and like had a discussion and negotiate this this thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it, it so what's the point of this? The point is is that none of this would have been possible without some some economic force, right? Metazone. And to describe that to people is extremely difficult because what you're looking at is the result of it. It, it is, this is the reason why the metaverse is going to be one of those things that are going to be fundamental, as fundamental as like DeFi. Right? Yeah, I think it's going to catch a lot of people by surprise whenever it is understood, you know, because yeah, it's largely unproven at the moment. Right? Yeah. Just like how, you know, DeFi had those growing pains too. I mean, the metaverse has. Tons of growing pains, you know, like, yeah, justifying why why I should be buying virtual land, right? I mean, people are aware that virtual land exists. I've seen, like, CNBC coverage at this point. You know, mainstream media is paying attention to this space now. You yeah. Know, metaverse space, in the sense, building virtual worlds that are owned and governed by its users, right? It's yeah. like a whole fucking, it's a mind fuck just in that sentence alone, right? Yeah. Like, what were you talking about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> virtual world, are you talking about a video game, right? That'd probably be like the the standard reply. It's like, yeah, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a video game, but there's a lot more implications. Like, yeah, from like an economic perspective. Yeah. You know, and uh social perspective. Um a lot of things. You know, like this we don't necessarily know the extent of how far like this metaverse thing is gonna like this ecosystem, yeah. how far it's gonna go, what it's gonna turn into. Yeah, I mean but, I mean we we have some knowledge of it. Uh, we have uh, prototypes of metaverses yeah. existing in the past with uh, Second Life being... That's kind of what I'm driving at. Like, is it, Earlier we were just talking about like how automations is, you know, at some point making, you know, uh, things like, you know, transferring assets from one person to another no longer needed. Like, it's basically we're kind of wiping out our existing economy in the real world. Yeah. Like slowly, right? We're, we're we're taking away the responsibility of like task from human, yes, and assigning it to machine, yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, so, what the fuck? What do the rest of us do with our lives? Right. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So, I think this this metaverse aspect has the potential to be like a 
a supplement, right? Or like a a potential way for people to kind of like tr- transition away from like physical demands of labor into more like virtual demands of like, what can you do in the metaverse to kind of, you know, generate some kind of livable income. Sure. Right. Sure. Like this is a wild thought, like, because it's not a present problem, right? Like some people are identifying, yeah, through automations and stuff like that. There's going to be some serious economic transitions we're going to have to do as a society. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's largely misunderstood. What are we going to do in the event of that, right? Are we just going to, like, UBI the fuck out of everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just going to be chilling and, like, just receiving, like, you know, these government... Like, tech. shekels. Yeah, dude, you know, Corona bucks, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or are we going to create alternative, like, economies in, in, in virtual worlds? Yes. Or, uh, I don't know, social economies, you know? I mean, that's already huge right like uh being an influencer is a big thing it's actually one of the biggest things you could be nowadays yeah you know so i don't know Th- this is kind of what i mean like <coughs> if 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 we're gonna drive ourselves out of the physical world as far as like w- it's becoming less and less of a need to like really you know uh for the for the common man to focus on that physical aspect right so that might be a driving force to bring people into the virtual is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. So without the metaverse, like that's not a possibility, right? Because the metaverse is positioned to kind of like harbor that kind of uh, transition. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, it, it's so, it's so hard to explain this to somebody. Yeah. Cause I'm saying things like, like metaverse, like, well, what the fuck is that? Right. Like, yeah. it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, like how, how is that going to happen? So again, that's, that's, that's the point, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's largely unproven. Right now, it's it's in theory, you know, but but the, the the components are there. It's just figuring out how to best structure everything so it, it you know you have sustainable economics right in the virtual world. Right, right. So, yeah, that's the big th- thing that we constantly think about, right? Yeah, and so so this land is I, I forget who who owns this land, but uh, but I know the meta owner is P Dub, and the the architect of this building is um this guy named aaron uh cryptanthropy shout out to you guys man yeah for real yeah i mean i mean we've been looking at this for for the last week yeah and we were just like just mind blown as to like the the amount of stars that had to align to make this possible yeah because because we talk about that butterfly effect a lot too right yeah, how like things just kind of like snowball from like yeah, l- just a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then like you look back a couple years later, we're looking at this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> but this this is the kind of thing like whenever we first started Metazone, started dabbling into Decentraland and thinking about like what 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 is a, a, mature, a more mature Metazone ecosystem look like. We were kind of like formulating something like this, right, in our yeah. own heads. But again, back then it was totally unproven, right? Dude, it was like a huge gamble, man. Yeah, no shiz. It's like this. This is like <laughs> it's just like a an idea, and and it ended up kind of working. Yeah, it works in a lot of senses, you know. But there, there's tons of work left to be done. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. We've we've haven't been talked about Metazone in a while, so yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of work being done in the background. So we're focusing on those NFTs. We got a team on it. They're they're building those smart contracts, and these are man, these are intricate smart contracts because. A lot of the functionality in these NFTs, we want we want to built into the NFT itself, mm-hmm. just so that um, so that a, a bunch of the aspects are immutable, right? Um, you know, we got to leverage 
yeah. the components of what an NFT can be. So there's that, and then there's the whole monetary split, like the the revenue split. That has to be its own smart contract, and and a lot of that has to be tested and everything. It's it's and the the cost of generating these smart contracts the right way is is a hindrance. Yeah. So I mean, it, man, it's it's tough. It's tough for sure. But nonetheless, um, you know, it's coming together, and uh, a lot of this stuff is happening sooner rather than later. So, so what's happening here though specifically? Like, what what is so cool about this build? So we have Ethermon. Yeah. Right. And and in this Ethermon plot, there are, you're looking at three different metas, uh, three different types. So the grass meta is what's spawning these little characters here, these green characters and the gold one back there. Uh, these call their slimes. So these uh, these are the environmental enemies for Ethermon, the Ethermon game. Mm-hmm. And then, so when you battle these Ethermon, let me get rid of the UI here. When you battle these uh, these slimes with your Ethermon, you collect marks. So it's basically an off-chain token that's uh, designed to be spent in the game. And uh, and as you progress in the game, you you are earning Emon tokens, right? And uh, part of those tokens can be spent purchasing this egg, right? Let me click on this. And this egg will give you like a random chance to get one of these Ethermon here. And so this will be updated with new Ethermon pretty soon. And then the Ethermon, when they battle, they run out of energy. And to uh, regain that energy, you can feed them these... Uh, these vegetables. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so Ethermon, uh, the team, together with uh, Metazone, we're building this entire ecosystem on top of an ecosystem. Yeah. So uh, it's it's sort of like an inception, but uh, but ultimately, the reason why this meta owner and this this land owner decided to collaborate is because when these purchases are made, the revenue gets split amongst the parties involved: land owner, meta owner. Uh, creators and then MetaZone. Mm-hmm. So the reason why that happens is because you gotta great you gotta create that economy. You gotta have like that circulation of flow and the incentives to to maintain this are aligned. Yep. Because when when Decentraland updates, they potentially break the applications that are running on this operating system on this world. And so when they break you as a metal owner, you don't want the burden to update this software yourself. I mean, you would have to hire a developer and like, it, it's yeah, it's I would never mess. know. I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> so Me personally, so yeah. the, 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 the structure of MetaZone allows you as the owner to depend on the developers of the game to go ahead, continue updating and maintaining it so that you continue generating revenue. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, I mean, it's just like, that's it's, a lot of words to explain how, intricate this is well yeah i mean because it's 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 not easy it's very complex like it looks it looks easy because yeah it's just i mean ultimately the product of metazone is like it's like an app store you just go shop and browse like you would on amazon or any other online e-commerce store right there's just you know plenty of options to choose from yeah you you identify the things you like (laughs) you know it doesn't have to generate revenue you could just want this really dope ass. There's like a meta out there. It's like yeah. a UFO, literally like a freaking crazy ass UFO flight floating in the sky, just shooting a beam down. Yeah, actually, it is a building. You it get, is you a building. Get, you yeah. get into the beam and it teleports you up inside of a like basically your your penthouse. Yeah, you could just do that <laughs> and ball the fuck out in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. Like you know, 
there's no restriction to what what can be a meta, right? It's up to the creator and the creativity of some, of an individual like that to kind of like, you know, enact these these possibilities in the metaverse. Because speaking as a landowner myself, I don't have that kind of creativity, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, and uh, or ability. So I own just like kind of like a essentially just a useless piece of land because I can't do anything with it personally. Yeah, and I have a hunch. The majority of landowners are in the same boat as me. Yes, right? I would agree. So, I mean, it kind of that's kind of like the real backbone purpose behind like a platform like this, right? Because I mean, how do you how do you service uh, an economy of of landowners in the dilemma that I'm in? Yeah, <laughs> right. Who can't build? Who can't build? You know, who don't know who who to talk to to like build something for me? Yeah. And in a lot of cases, it's a very expensive process. Yeah, and and we we know the result of that, right? Yeah, this is what it looks like. It's it's largely empty land. Yeah, which is, I mean, the big problem of like why, I mean, decentralized is growing for sure. Like from when we first started to where it is now, I think like the DAU is in the thousands now, right? Yeah, it's in the thousands. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's growing. It's showing. It's showing enough like progression. So like you know, it's bringing people in, but it's definitely not like that booming ecosystem that we like. We always like to refer to right as Second Life, right? Like that was a billion dollar economy. Yeah, that's kind of like the model we've always had in our heads as far as like yeah. this is what Decentraland and the metaverse should look like. Yeah, you know, there were people making six figure incomes just basically being like land brokers or like real estate brokers. Yeah, right. Like they were just making deals, dude, for people. Enabling ownership in Second Life, Decentraland should be multiple billions of dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, easy. Yeah, I mean, that was our original thought, right? Like, that's why we, we got involved. Like, hold on a second. Like, we heard of Second Life. We weren't, like, we weren't involved ourselves, but we have a really good understanding of, like, what it is. Yeah. And what drove its success. Because, it, you know, at the time, it was it's a pioneer project, right? Yeah. Like, there was nothing like it. You know, it was, I think, probably like 2002, 2004 when it was yeah. first created. So very early, long yeah. time ago. But whoever the creators of that platform they are, understood. they understood, like, you know, there is like kind of like a slow transition process of, like, humanity migrating our interest from the physical to the virtual. Like, yeah. It's just happening through video games, through social media, through everything, right? We spend more time on these freaking devices. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Than anything else. That's true. Right? That's true. And we're building more incentives to do that, right? We're building actual financial incentives now to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are, like, you could work from these things, right? But now you could play with these things and make money. And make money, yeah. Like, it's it's getting it's getting a little bonkers. Yeah, and <laughs> that's what blockchain enables as far as gaming goes. Yeah. Is to be able to earn. That's why we think it's, it's just, like, it's so ultra valuable and so ultra miss or, like, uh, underappreciated. But, you know, it's fine because... We were saying the same things about NFTs a year ago, right? Like, yeah, nobody, uh, nobody's paying attention to NFTs, right? But they will. Oh yeah, damn, they did, and they did. <laughs> they, they they paid too much attention to like basically like created another bubble, right? Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't mean NFTs are going away, right? It's just that was the first, yeah, you know, pop. Yeah. Just like Bitcoin popped in 2010 or 2011, right? Like, didn't yeah. stop, right? It yeah, it didn't kept, stop. Yeah, you're right. It just kept coming back. So, um, yeah, we talk about this because uh, there's there's a lot of uh, recognition happening right now as far as uh, blockchain and gaming and NFTs and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's something I wanted to highlight here. It says, 
It says you have to you have 2.6 billion people that play video games and thousands of studios that all have digital assets and digital IP. Within video gaming, tokenization is a 40-year-old concept. The founders of blockchain capital had great success trading digital assets in Second Life. So <laughs> point here is that 2.6 billion people play video games. Largely Damn, dude. Roughly, I didn't even I know it's a lot of people. I mean, it makes sense, yeah. But uh, those 2.6 billion people, pretty much all of them are just wasting their time, right? Until, yeah. until, or at least playing games without any results, any like tangible, like, yeah, results, right? Well, yeah, we're yeah, we're talking about like the 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 capacity to to leverage that time investment for some kind of financial compensation, yeah. right? Right. Like you would going to work, right? So then, my my point here is that this two point six billion people, once they recognize the play to earn capabilities of blockchain, what do you think that will happen to the gaming industry in blockchain yeah i mean it's gonna it's gonna snowball yeah, for sure right and there's already examples of it happening you know it's it's slow and it's it trickles yeah. but i mean yeah it's check this out so playstation maker sony has been working on this game called the six dragons it's a long anticipated rpg it says the game's items trading or the, the game's item trading and crafting takes place on the Ethereum blockchain, making it one of the first releases by a mainstream games platform to incorporate NFTs. Boom. So now we have Sony, PlayStation 5, NFTs. <laughs> yeah. Like, that that's a headline just by itself. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to see a lot more of this. There's going to be a ton more eyeballs coming into the metaverses, um, other blockchain games, like, this hasn't even started yet, essentially. Yeah. Like blockchain gaming. Um, and then it says, Yat Su, if you don't know who he is, he's the chairman of Animoca Brands, um, says that the gaming industry moves into NFTs and blockchain represent a seismic shift in the concept of di digital ownership. And the gamers no longer want to miss out on potentially lucrative opportunities that the technology offers. So Yat, obviously, a chairman of Animoca, understands this right that's why you know that's why he's in this position and what position do i speak of well his uh animoca brands company just raised 88 million eight hundred eighty eight thousand eight hundred eighty eight yeah. dollars i don't know what's deal with that if, like was that like an article like meme like whoever uh, wrote this article was that like an official figure i i I think this was the discussion that uh, Yat was having, but it ended up being, was it one point? Oh, sorry. It ended up being like an investment of $113 million. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So it was like, I, I'm, I'm looking to raise $88 million and basically everyone he talked to basically said yes, but it ended up being like $113 million to fit everybody in or whatever. Gotcha. 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 Okay, like, no, I was just a little spooked by that, like that yeah, 8888 is a little weird. <laughs> it is it is a little weird, but I think this number kind of helped uh, propagate this information. That's true, man. It you stands know? out. Yeah, that's the first thing you see. It's like, what? What, what is this it's weird like, number I've never seen yeah. before? <laughs> like all these eights Eight. in a row. Yeah. It's probably like never happened. But So, like, but uh, but Animoca was raised roughly $100 million at a $1 billion valuation. So, I mean, that's a huge number. This is a lot of money. Obviously, they're they're huge in the in the crypto space. Yeah, so this is a signal essentially, is what you're saying. Like uh Animoca being like probably one of the biggest IP um I guess harvesters, holders, I don't know what you call them. Yeah. Just 
owners, yeah, uh, in the blockchain space. And it's like the main focus of that company is, is blockchain, right? So the fact that they're able to garner this much interest from like, you know, the, the financial world, right? Yeah. Says good things, you know, usually <laughs> it's like indicative of like what's coming ahead, right? Like, you know, investors are looking to position themselves for, a, you know, a future rise whenever like these things we're talking about now are realized, right? Because that's their job, right? They're investors. They, the point of being an investor is you have the foresight to see ahead of everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> There's an opportunity looming. Exactly. That's super under, under appreciated, undervalued. Under-recognized. Under-recognized. Yeah. So let me put my shekels in now and like, you know, and wait for the rewarded. Yeah. Wait for the waves. Yeah. yeah wait for the herd to come. Yeah. And then that's it. You know, boom. I just explained what being an investor is. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> and you can only get this here on this podcast. We talk about, we recognize the problems. We find the solutions. We talk about the solutions and, and verify whether they're actually solving the problem. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we pick things up like this because I, mean, I, I don't think, YouTubers are talking about this. And oh, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's some. Well, there might <laughs> be some, I mean? but I'm going to assume we're the only ones. Okay. Just to make it easier for myself. Sure, sure, sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's largely what's happening in the, in the crypto space. That's why we're making such a large time investment. Yeah, and I guess, like, we don't have the funds, right, to be investors. We can't just throw money out into yeah. the space, be like, oh, let me position my, my huge uh, amount of wealth yeah, and to capitalize on, like, this looming opportunity, right? So, right. We got to leverage what we have. I guess it's like our... Like determination. <laughs> yeah, our pure will to yeah. like make it happen. <laughs> and like, yeah, try and contribute as yeah. best as we can. Like, yeah, solve problems. Yeah. And I think, yeah, through through our work, through our contributions, like, I mean, psh, these, these VCs will probably get, you know, they'll be looking at us like, you know, good yeah. job, boys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you guys put in all that work because, you know, you're solving some core issues that, you know, that hopefully we'll again capitalize on. We'll 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 help push this 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 sector you know to where it needs to be. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, yeah, and that's what we think about all the time, right? Like, you know, how we need more problems to solve, or no, we don't need more problems to solve, but uh, we got plenty of problems to solve. I mean, plenty. Yeah, pretty uh, much. But but these are huge problems that I think we're building a platform that's going to help others. You know, um, get get beyond that problem. And and hopefully create more content in the metaverse. And yeah, that's another good point. Like this, the six dragons game you're talking about. The reason why they're able or position they're able to bring NFTs into like a like a you know a, an overall platform like the PlayStation Network is because of Engine, right? Yeah, Engine put in that work. And like they 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 create a framework for a game like the six dragons, and I'm sure many more will come after to you know leverage technology and to you know bring that into traditional gaming space, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look at the partners. It's, it's uh, Engine, Chainlink, Ethereum, and made with Unity. Yeah, see, that's really cool to see because, yeah, I mean, Engine's been around since, I don't know, 2017, and mm-hmm. here they are, four years later. They're contributing. It's, it's working, dude. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They put in the work, and without them, like, you know, Six Dragons wouldn't exist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, this is sort of like uh, part part of the reason why we got into into the space because we were seeing a lot of the problems that Engine was seeing that uh, we feel like we can solve in a different way for the metaverses. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my indirect point. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> right? ultimately, 
if Engine makes it easier to spin up uh, these assets that you collect in the game, well, we want to make it easier for any uh, game creator to spin up a metaverse, mm-hmm. right? And and create these uh, these contents that you know, in in some cases, could generate revenue. In other cases, it's just a larger part of a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's so much to man. We need to do this more often. Uh, this this is the first time we're back in long form after like I don't know at least a month. It's probably longer than that. It's just yeah, it's a good time to like brain dump. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because like yeah, we we don't have time to really like talk about these things anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we don't. It's been a while, but yeah, uh, and we want to get back to the shorter content too. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. It's tough. We we, we just got to figure out how to be more disciplined. I guess. I mean, yeah, or. Uh, hire more people to do do some of this research for us, but that's right. So uh, applications are open. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> apply now yeah. to be like our. I don't know, what would you call that? Like like re- research analysts, something like that. Yeah, just basically funnel us like the happenings. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's basically like a like a producer, right? Like a content. Yeah, that's producer. true. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's good. That's good. You need, you need like a producer. It. All right, so we have a lot of uh, Twitter handles for you guys to follow. Make sure you follow us at the Block Runner and also at Metazone.io and also at Ethermon underscore NFT. Uh, these are all our projects that we're focused on. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, a lot's going to happen. Yeah, moving forward, you know. Yeah. And if uh, if you're listening to this podcast in audio form, I definitely recommend you go to our YouTube channel um, and and. Look at everything we talked about today. There was a lot of visual stuff here, but also watch our shorter form content that we we generally posted every single day. Um, but uh, but we're gonna figure out ways to like get back into it. But yeah, if you disagree or like anything that we talked about today, make sure you comment on YouTube and uh, and we like reading all the comments. We generally respond to every single one. Um, so yeah, other than that, uh, that's been the Block Runner, and we will catch you in the next video. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner. Yeah.